you know the deal. Successfully complete the mission and you get 10 years off your sentence. That's right people and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Today we're suiting up for our first ever reboot sequel with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And joining myself as usual is Sam, Big Dan and the Amigo himself, Francis Lee. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. You're joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're sweating in my door! If you can stand down. Miss Waller, I don't Stand down! down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission went more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in? Or out. Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. I need to feel the raindrops on my head. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan hound. Oh my god! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of Films of Amigos. Um, this week we're back with a, another new release review as we ventured out into the world to watch James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. The the is very important. The yeah, Suicide not, Squad. not to be confused with the, uh, the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. Ooh, we've been back in that cinema. We've been having those hot dogs, those nachos. Did you get the milkshake, Fran? I think, you know, this the time Fran has tried for a milkshake on three numerous, cinema visits. Yeah, numerous times, uh, and this time it worked. And with, uh, I think there was time to spare uh, to even watch the trailers. So hats off to Cineworld, to, <laughs> you know, to the, the attendant. The, you know, the service was incredible. I'll wait for my, you know, like some voucher in the post. It was great. Thanks. Yeah. Nachos were bang on as well, to be fair. Big shout out. I, I got to <laughs> be honest. I got to be honest with with my nachos, which were um, already from a voucher from previous complaints. <laughs> um, the, the guy splashed a serious amount of jalapeno water on them. He was trying to, he tried to scoop in the jalapenos <laughs> out to put on the nachos. He got Soggy. all the water. Soggy nachos. <laughs> So not ideal. So, it was not ideal. The only one is soggy with cheese. That's, yeah, have you, have you ticked off about that? I'm, I'm, like, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> me so well. Process? I, I love a, I love a customer, customer services complaint. So I think, <laughs> I think I'll save it and you know just wait for optimum time. Maybe build up a couple of complaints. Do them in a in a big package. <laughs> Working up to like a 4DX. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a free 4DX ticket. Let's do that. But, Ready yeah, so, in, in time for Bond, just in time. 
Oh yeah, that's it. Trailers for the, for the, for the that's Amigas. the only trailer that I remember, actually. <laughs> oh no, there was um the Hugh Jackman one, which I thought looked alright. Reminiscence, is it? No idea. Shh, come on, guys. <laughs> I think I was kind of just walking in as that was playing. Well, very exciting stuff for the listeners. <laughs> Let's go back to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I've got an opening question, not about this film, but about the DC cinematic universe. How do we feel about that in general? Not as strong as MCU. I was going to say, I'm I'm even less clued up on that than than MCU. (laughs) They kind of just need to stop pretending it exists. Yes. Have they kind of done that with this then, just sort of doing it as almost a standalone, not relating to anything else? Well, it, it, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's almost it, it. Well, I think you said before, Ben. It's a it's a reboot sequel, isn't it? It's they've used the That's... same same couple of characters from the first one. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're Rick Flag, cross, haven't they? Yeah, Rick Flag and the and the uh, the woman who heads up the government agency that creates the Suicide Squad, but actually, and then also in, like Harley Quinn, Quinn. Mm. Um, and then also Boomerang. Yeah, and Boomerang as well. Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. So I was, that's what I was going to ask, because I, I think I was walking out and I was talking to one of you guys, because uh, there were a few others that joined us, not just the Amigos, um, and I was trying to get my head around, you've got David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which is, I don't know if he is working on getting a Ayer cut. I, I don't know if that's like just bullshit or if that's actually happening, but then I know James Gunn's like backing him on it. I, th- I think it might have been Jack. I think I discussed it with Jack. Or Dan, fuck, I can't remember. Uh, I fell asleep, by the way, middle of film, so I just threw <laughs> that out there. It's going to get spotted later on. Let's put it <laughs> I, felt, I was just tired. I don't think it's anything to do with the film. Plus, so while the nachos and milkshake were great, temperature-wise, damn, who, who turned up that thermostat? It's like thirty-five degrees in the screen. Did you know uh, they, they were like they were like five hundred million people in that screen in the well. Temperature the like body temperature like, was just yeah. so hot. Everybody's sweating COVID all over the place. So it was warm. it was like it was like such a shock to the system after having all social distancing and everything else. You went into that screen and you were just like, "Wow, we are." I feel in that the this thick is of it. This isn't a Can review of Sydney World variant. Yeah, yeah, because that room was germinating inside that room yeah that room was not good it's not dangerous in anything else <laughs> wear masks guys um but yeah apart from that it just it just got really hot my eyes got really tired and it was bang in the middle <laughs> so i'm hoping that the amigos can can fill me in i don't think so, i missed that much but so just oh, going anyway, back to dcu sorry. yeah go on DC. So, did you, sorry, did you have a point about it? Because you started on it and then you told us that you fell asleep. <laughs> I just, I'm going to go off on a tangent because that's how much I remember the film. Um, yeah, so I was like, right, what is this? Like, this is a reboot because it's not a sequel because it borrows characters. And then there's this whole like muddled bit of like Snyder getting his Snyder cut of Justice League, which is, in my opinion, far better, even though it's super long. I don't know if anyone else has watched it. I know you have, Ben. Um, so, yeah, that kind of, I didn't know where this slotted in. So, I feel like. Yeah, well, isn't there going to be better. a Peacekeeper TV show? Whoa. Yes, there is. Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. There is going to be, or 
There is, yeah. I there think they filmed is, it already. Yeah. I think yeah. it's filmed and done. All right. So That's we got cool. David Ayer's Suicide Squad. We've got, um, you know, the Superman films, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, Snyder Cut of Justice League. We've got Birds of Prey. Now we've got the Suicide Squad. I feel like the way that you've described it, we're going in an arch. You've got super serious, and then the uh, the needle goes to like super fun. Well, James Gunn definitely brings it into super fun, and I think, I think, this is this is one of the over, overwhelmingly positives about this film. I think is that he know he knows full well what he's following and what he's got to do, which is one not take this too seriously. Yeah, you don't want Batman versus Superman. You want to be yeah. more in the realm of Aquaman. Yeah. And something that's funny, but then where other DC films can't kind of go because they're trying to match MCU, you kind of positioning this one as like a, a Deadpool um, and just going hard in with the violence, ultra-violence uh, language and, and R in. Was I think, was it a 15? I don't know. Yeah, it's a 15. In your 15. Game. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, pushing it to that, so it's, it's it's like just comical, but I think yeah, I think it, it's it's a good balance, um, similar to to films in that category like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, and so far think... better direction than the original Suicide Squad. That'd be that's my view on it. But yeah, and unanimous agreement really that I, I at least. And this is the vibe I'm getting from you guys. Is I at least watched this as a standalone film rather than as part of a bigger universe. Yes, it's yeah. just shut and done. Like there's, I don't need to see a sequel. I'm not bothered about prologues. Just it's just a film. It's got some interesting characters in. Um, I think. I think fun. if you try to watch it as part of DCU, I think it takes away from the film. Yeah, I think if you try and like think about oh, how does it tie into this. How are all these characters affected? It's just, yeah, it just takes away from the film. Just, just watch it for what it is, which is a fun, sarcastic film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I've got another question for you now. And um, I think this is a this is more James Gunn question rather than uh, The Suicide Squad, but obviously it's very heavily linked. Cameos. And using quite big names for very small parts. Is it successful in the Suicide Squad or is it pointless? Discuss. I don't think it was gimmicky, was it? I don't think so. I just think. I don't, th- I don't think it was so gimmicky, but I wasn't too the, bothered about it. For the listeners, yeah. then, some more. Any specific points or. Well, you know, are we going about... into spoilers? Are we going into yeah spoilers? <laughs> huge spoilers! Spoiler. Huge... Spoiler! Spoiler warning! Huge, huge spoilers alert! <laughs> so, in the promo, you've got Pete Davison. That's his name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Guy from Saturday Night Live. You got the guy from Firefly. Can't remember his name. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you know you've got almost Captain Boomerang in himself was not really going. Doesn't really actually become a character of the film. Um. I don't know. They would, who else were there in like, that original squad? There's javelin. somebody who, javelin the guy. Weasel. All, the weasel. weasel. Javelin. Um, oh, and um, um, Mongol. Mar- yes. Yeah. 
Um, the guy who <laughs> the who plays Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, M- Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker. So yeah, like you know, they, obviously they teed up in the promo of the film in the posters, all these, all these like set shots and things that they've released to say like, look at the scale of people in this. And then yeah. obviously it's all teamed only up. Only for them so to be. Only for them to be wiped in first five minutes of film and killed. <laughs> Literally, is, the Suicide Squad. Is, is yeah. it soon, as soon as you see that shot of them all walking behind, like the, the flag, it's just like, mm. oh well, these are all just going to die in like five minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's essentially like a false start to the film, isn't it? It's kind of like two starts where you, it deals with it in flashbacks. Yeah, I like so that. I, so you know, I, I, I like the film. I like the way that those characters are set up, then killed off. What I'm going to get is I didn't necessarily really care about the fact that they used some big names for those small characters. I'm glad they did. Yeah, glad they did. Yeah, yeah, I just wasn't bothered. We just kind of throw away throw away characters. You didn't really care about them because you didn't really know them. Yeah. The only one I suppose was surprising was they killed Captain Boomerang off pretty early, but but did they kill Captain but, Boomerang off? Because this is another just a, a question. Because he because he, he lifts his boomerang at the end. Um, when they're all dead, his hand comes up and his boomerang glows. Oh, I yeah, thought like that was like. Corpse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought like it, it was just the art, like a dismembered arm. I don't know. Look, if I don't if I remember that <laughs> shot correctly, but I do remember then, it lighting up and thinking it's a cool, like frame yeah. of shot. But I, I thought it, yeah, it was dismembered. I think because the first Suicide Detached. Squad was so bad though. Just didn't really care about his his character all that much. Mm. Yeah, but it's an odd one because in Birds of Prey, he's referenced in Birds of Prey. Isn't he? I, I can't remember. I think like like you there's said, a one, the there's a one poster for him in, in prison station. Anyway, very small detail, but I thought the fact that they were doing that, I thought they were trying to make him in, into a character. Oh, and have like that continuity. And like consistency yeah. between them, so there's like this thread, and then James Gunn just decides, but nah, yeah. pull it. Well, this is the problem with the the DCU is scattered. Well, Warner Brothers can't money shit, can they? They're like like the worst. They're just winging it film by film. Where's like where's the thing at brand <laughs> no management? Big plan. Yeah. Whereas mm. MCU have almost, even though it is templated, there's just that thread running through um, that's just much more uh, I'm going to say it again but consistent and one that you can actually even though the film's released in like the wrong order there is a like a just yeah the throw it like narrative that runs throughout them all mm. with just the odd sidesteps and offshoots and stuff but it does seem like DC films doesn't have that whatsoever You've just got random installments and directors with completely different visions and tones and nothing really matches. You've just got the super gory comical stuff, then you've just got comical stuff like Aquaman, and then you've got the Snyder's verse, and it's just all... Mm. And Shazam, we forgot about Shazam. Ah, Shazam was good. Yeah, no, Shazam was good, and there's a sequel coming out, I guess. It'd be interesting to see if if the sequel at least has consistency to the first one. Mm-hmm. It's like Aquaman too. I think some of those will will be great. Uh, I've not watched the sequel to Wonder Woman. I thought the first one was all right, but 
I had mixed things for the second. Don't know if anybody else. Have the Amigos seen that one? No. Yeah. Oh. I saw a couple of bad reviews and then thought I wasn't too uh, <laughs> It was meant to come out of the cinema, so I guess we would have seen it. But then COVID and then it went to like streaming and and then it never came back. Yeah, we weren't going to pay. We weren't going to pay the uh, 20 quid or whatever they wanted for the home viewing. But Yeah. But I think, I think what DC... DC are doing good is they're now letting kind of directors have their own flair. Like, like this is very much a James Gunn film. Yeah. And it's, it's not afraid. I don't think you could say it's not afraid to take risks from the amount of characters it kills off. That's the main thing I think I took um, away from That's kind of Marvel's the complete opposite. Marvel are very... This is an argument the films are very bland and they don't really let the directors have their own flair, except for, I think, Taika Waititi in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that one. I think he's the, the only one, one who's really brought his own, his own real feels, flair to the film. It feels different to everything else that's gone before it. Shout out to Taika Waititi playing, uh, what's he playing, Ratman or something? Oh, yeah. The rat yeah, catcher one. Yeah. 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 And he was in the trailer for a film. Oh, Free Guy. He's like the antagonist in that. Yeah. Getting a bit of screen time. Yeah. In front of the camera, not just behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think um, I, I, I quite, what I did like about the Suicide Squad as well is um, like the core, the core villains that are used outside, well, Idris Elba and um, John Cena basically being the same guy was great. I thought that was funny. But I just really liked Ratcatcher 2 and then Polka Dot Man. Like, Polka Dot Man's just <laughs> such a stupid character. But I thought, like, it worked really well. Especially yeah. when, you, when you see the hallucinations of his mum all the time. I, really I mean, good. that is, yeah, that's, that's just yeah, ingenious. I think that's just, it works so well. Um, just imagine all of them as your mum and then it literally cuts to, his mom, like, <laughs> just imprinted on all the, ah, oh, on all the bad guys, and then it's the it's the end shot that's just incredible, that they went to that trouble to to even go there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say the rat catcher too is essentially the heart of the film. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of like the heart and soul of the film, and the and the, the character you're supposed to sympathise with, with the most. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like forgotten all about Idris Elba's daughter. Like you see her right oh, yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, uh, I've seen that, and then it's she suddenly reappears. And... It's, I feel it's like kind it's of the weakest bits in the film. It's, the problem mm. is that was supposed to be Deadshot, wasn't it? Like, yeah, Deadshot's literally got a daughter in the first film, hasn't he? And that's his whole plot point. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a daughter, and I, th- I think Idris Elba was hired to be Deadshot, but then they changed it. In the hopes that Will Smith might return one day to the franchise, you know, because he's still a big draw. Hmm. So is it, is then it's he was blood spot, isn't it? Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a previous episode on the Amigos channel to check out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, his 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 character is essentially just dead shot. But dead I actually shot. preferred I actually preferred Idris Elba to to Will Smith in the, from the last one. Yeah, of course, yeah, but I, I wonder good. how much... I, 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 st- I still think James, if James Gunn had control of Will Smith, it it would still be magnificent. Yeah. But Just think... the way the characters interacted, like him and him and John Cena 
seen as Peacemaker. Well, like, so funny when they were um, like just when John Cena was in his pants. Tie <laughs> 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 white. Oh, they just wake <laughs> up. <and> you know. <laughs> yeah, just that. I think just the intro when she's you know when she's King talking Sharks about blood him. about about Bloodsport. She's like you know. He was raised by his father to be a killing machine from birth, blah, blah, blah. Then gives the exact same intro. He's an expert with every weapon. Yeah. (laughs) In his hands, anything's a deadly weapon. And then that exact same line again. And he's like, and he just calls her out. And he's like, I thought you picked everyone for their unique skills and abilities. (laughs) There was some really good dialogue. I mean, the, the the other group, where they're in with Weasel and they're saying like, what kind of dog is this? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a guess, Afghan hound. And he's, like, he's like, I don't mess with no wolves. <laughs> I thought that was a great opening. I thought like, yeah, the um, the the flight over and stuff, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, And I just, all I kept thinking was the, right, so the trailer's got some scenes in it and I'm like, how is this going to play out in the rest of the film? So I quite liked that it was one of those moments where James gonna just pull the rug and we're like, right, yep, this is literally the the suicide mission. But on the same island, this mission's still going ahead, but we've got the the proper team. They were the dummy distraction team. Yeah, they were um, decoys, weren't they? Yeah. Because all the promotional material was all of the set and the explosions from that particular scene, and the rest of it was completely like kept away from the market and stuff. But you did see King Shark and Polka Dot and those characters and it was like oh it's just gonna be a massive ensemble and then it's just cutting half the, <laughs> you also saw the giant starfish didn't you yeah I thought, that, I, when they said operation thought, starfish it's like yeah. oh well that's ruined <laughs> <It's a giant laughs> <starfish>. <laughs> but i did quite like the um operations that, that that starfish had the mini starfishes that went on people's faces and created that like zombie army because I quite yeah. like, I think some of the best action was like when Idris Elba was trying to fight almost that zombie horde of like mind yeah, that, control that people. And, and he's like pulling off different attachments from his armor and turning them into like guns and stuff. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, it was one of those films where it's, um, I felt like, oh, okay, so they destroyed, the mission's complete because they destroyed the place, but then the kaiju escapes. And I thought, oh, that feels like a completely like, I feel like the film could have ended there and then they just had this extra bonus like scene of them actually fighting the kaiju. I thought that would have been cut really short and been like, right, we're out of like out of screen time. But that bit just felt massive, like fighting off, like you said, the zombie horde. Um, all the characters or remaining characters using their kind of like abilities, if you like. Um, and then Ratcatcher kind of coming into her own and it's like, right, here's a moment to shine. Here's this character's moment to shine. They've played their part. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. No. It was just a bit too. It was just a bit too. Um, I thought it just gone on a bit too long by that point. There. Yeah. The, oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like so, yeah, the, the start into that. So almost like the middle section. Oh, for me anyway. I'm just going to jump in there, but yeah, they, they could have cut the bit out where I slept, and then, um, <laughs> then yeah, it would have been a, it would have really tight film then. So yeah, it would have I think probably gone up. You point. know, what they could have cut out is <laughs> is that whole storyline with Harley Quinn. Dating the president. Oh, I quite like that. Yeah, I I, I liked I liked I, the conclusion where she just shoots him off. in the head. But like, yeah, I just felt like all the thing of her having sex with him and then talking to him, and it it all felt very drawn out. 
a partially like to... thing. Sorry, man. Sorry. Oh. I was just going to say a partially thing that I don't think Harley Quinn was in the original script. I think um. I think DC I think DC made James Gunn add Harley Quinn because is that why she was kind of because she's so popular most of it. Yeah, and I, I suspect they wrote additional scenes for her to be in the film, though, which is why yeah. which is why I think they feel very tacked on. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. Because really, she could have just got caught at the start, and then you could have gone. The next time you could have seen it was when she escapes from uh, that torture scene. Yeah, yeah. You could have just like that, and it be did that same film. I don't think that really. No, because I mean, a uh, uh, shining moments where she has the se- the escape suite, uh, sequence and she goes down, basically buttering all those people, and she gets the javelin. That felt very much. I don't know why I just got the the birds of prey vibe from that. Well, yeah, because it's it essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it felt yeah better than birds of prey. Better than when she goes to the police station in birds of prey. It <laughs> felt more violent because it felt like she was actually like hurting people. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in Birds of Prey, it's a bit comical that scene where she's in the police station. But I mean, talking about great action scenes, the scene where Bloodsport and the team go f- go through the army camp that later turns out to that be the, the, the oh, good guys, I Rebels. Literally, camp. I was like, right, <laughs> pros, genuinely funny. Um, what well, I put in places, but the my favorite, yeah, Peacemaker versus Bloodsport <laughs> trying to free Rick Flag. Oh my God. <laughs> That reveal at the end where she's like, "Where's my team? Where's my squad?" And they're all like, "Shit, we've just it's been taking them out in like the most obscene ways." <laughs> yeah, like oh, some... oh, that's, that's a great little twist because that, that was like quality. getting progressively like more violent ways of taking people out. <laughs> right, just... I've seen him do this. I'm gonna do this. Now, shit, he did really good. That speaking, was good. People all, yeah. <laughs> it's just when uh... John Cena shoots that guy, and he's like, he's like, you know. You've you've shot him, but it's only it's only a wound. It's not lethal. And he's like exploding bullets, delayed reaction. <laughs> Shit, that was cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought I was like, yep, yeah, that is definitely that's the one that really stood out. <laughs> and then when all the teams just and Rick Flags just chilling with the tea, and he's like, what? <sighs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, King sorry. Shark. So I'm just gonna quickly talk about and touch on that. But um, I saw that in the trail, and I just thought. All right, so James Gunn nailed it with uh, Rocket Raccoon in Guardians. That was awesome. But then King Shark, I was like, he's just not going to fit in. And I'm trying to think of another film where they've, they've got a, a similar character that's that's quite dominant. And I thought, he'd, I don't know, I just thought James Gunn nailed it with King Killer Shark Croc. in this. Yeah, was Killer Croc like fully CGI? I can't remember. Or was it Dude in the no, Suit? It was like a Dude in the Suit. But he looked like a dude. He didn't look like a. He didn't like a croc, did he? Just like a he scaly like dude. The thing in, like, Fantastic Four. Kinda, yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I think you're right. King Shark, I thought, were really funny. I Genuinely, the way, he, like, the way it know, was done. Nearly in Ratcatcher too, and ah, <laughs> uh, what was it? I mean, it was, um, it was a pure, pure joke, wasn't he? Yeah. Shark, oh yeah. Yeah, comic relief throughout the entire thing. I'm trying to remember what the, the catch line was, but it was like food. Was it food? Nom nom. Nom nom. Nom nom. Yeah. <laughs> nom nom. No. <laughs> Just pointing at everything. Oh, and then the bit where um, he gets distracted when they're planting all the C4s. <laughs> he goes to look oh, at all the fish. Plus <laughs> <laughs> the C4 man. <laughs> 
Oh, and then they turn out to be like enemies. Quality. <laughs> uh, no, great. I, I really liked um, going back to Polka Dot Man when they when they go for the drink in like the the bar in the middle of the town, and they all get drunk, and then it cuts to like Polka Dot Man dancing on dance floor, <laughs> and then the, then it gives you like the shot of him with everyone, then it gives you the shot through his eyes, and he's like oh, he's he's dancing with like twelve versions <laughs> of his mum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. Yeah, I think I think there were, there were odd bits of the humour that fell flat, but they were very few compared to all the humour that worked there. Yeah, no, I agree with it. I think as well yeah. because because the way the film was toned, obviously super sarcastic. I think some of the some of the deaths didn't quite feel like they had the impact they should. But Polka Dot Man's been one of them. Where mm. I think that was I think that was supposed to be funny, but I don't know. I just didn't find that funny. Oh, it just felt like a bit of a waste. Yeah. No, I agree. I, did. I thought at that moment, I thought they, it, there was really no need to kill him off. I thought it could have, he could have easily been a, a great returning character. Yeah. I thought with his, his ability as well, unless he, he can only um, fire so many polka dots, but he could have just obliterated the entire horde and, and probably just won the day, so he needed to kill him off in order to provide like, um, some handicap to the team. Mm. Well, I mean, rat catching because they just summoned all the rats. Yeah. At any point in the movie, and just one. Yeah. <laughs> really. When you look into it too much, you're like, mm, actually, yeah, that, that didn't actually yeah. work. But I guess for like spectacle, um, and then playing to um, Idris Elba's blood sports, like main fear as well. You know, Batman's bats and his is rats. It's like, yeah. That didn't really work for me either, but I'll tell you what, um the 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 other character death that I didn't you know I didn't like was Rick Flagg. I felt like, you know, I think he should have been a constant if they really wanted to carry on this. Which makes me think that they won't try again. They won't have another suicide squad. I'm trying to remember yeah. how Rick Flagg died. Um was Peacemaker the stabs, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, okay. Peacemaker stabs him with like a piece of broken title, which you know, it was quite a brutal death and stuff, but I thought Oh, he really needs to be. The, he needs to be the constant, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think. I think part of me thinks James Gunn didn't really know what to do with the character. It's, it's almost like his character was him. like maybe too serious to be part of James Gunn's vision of what Suicide Squad was. Because mm-hmm. you're right, Sam. He is like the leader of Suicide Squad, so he's meant to be the the one constant. But then that will make that will make um, Idris Elba storyline work, and because his basically subplot was that. Um, should be the, the woman person was kind of making a leader, mm. but it don't really work when Rick Flag's the leader and Suicide Squad. Yeah, so you almost have to get him out of the way. Yeah, and then and then the ending wouldn't have worked as well, where they all kind of like are starting to walk away because Rick Flag would have been like, "All right, we need to handle." Mm. You know this. I, I just don't think James Gunn really knew what to do with the character in a sense. It was required in order to allow then Idris Elba to take the lead and then change his mind and be like, right, I'm going to disobey orders, which in turn then makes everybody else just think, yep, rally up and and join the the cause. And then all the heroes, and then all the villains, sorry, all the villains kind of get free at the end as well. Mm. And they just don't go back, do they? They get like, they kind of bribe. um... Yeah. I can't remember the main one's name. I remember the actual, Viola Davis. 
the actress, but I can't remember the character. Oh, and the, the woman that whacks her over the head, and then she yeah, she just takes right the fucking hell, get this done. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> a part, part of me thinks that's like uh, it's kind of little kind of dig at the the first film because don't all the all the tech people get gunned down at the end of the first film? Don't you like a whole like murdered? An episode of The Office. I don't know why I just got weird. No, don't. Don't know, Ben. You could be right though. Put it on uh, Instagram. Ask the ask the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's really bad. The first Suicide Squad is really bad. <laughs> it is. It is. It, I, I told you, like, I was trying to. I tried watching it before we went to see this one. And just, oh, you actually tried just, to watch it. Yeah, I do, yeah, I tried to rewatch it on uh, on Netflix before this one, and just turned it off. Just to, just oh, at I one point, just said really enough. Yeah. Uh, so I might might try out a curiosity having not seen just, it at all just but went and put trading not. down instead <laughs> I'm not a massive David I have you ever you ever seen that sabotage yeah it's one of the I think it might be my most hated film of all time whoa <laughs> it's my next pick but it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's like a squad based film and I can't believe the, someone saw that someone at DC had not seen that and then chose David I as a director for a squad based film Proper weird. Yeah. Sorry, I was just complaining about David. No, no, no. I just, I just hate his version of Harley Quinn as well. I just feel like they just like were like, you know. Yeah, I do think really, the problem really too with where studio involvement as well. Would you? The first yeah, one. no, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's, it's hard to judge. It's hard to judge. Yeah. I, I read, um, I read somewhere an interview with. Um, Joel, what's his name, who plays Rick Flagg and basically, he, he, yeah, Kinnaman, he basically said a similar thing, didn't he? He said there were too much, too many people pulling the first Suicide Squad in too many directions. And essentially, it destroyed what it, what the original aim was, and then by end it, they just, well, no, they didn't really know what they were trying to do anymore. Uh, I just got a phone call, so I might have interrupted all recording. So if we pause it there. Didn't notice any interruption, but yeah, can... I didn't notice any interruption, but you know, it went all robot. We'll, we'll, still... we'll do a little, do a little break. Fran, it's not all about your recording, man. <laughs> I Nobody know, cares. I don't, the I listeners don't, don't care. To, I don't want to get to end and be like, "Fucking hell, it's all I think." Well, I will tell you what, I'm going to leave all this in, and we're going to have a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back, people. Um, so, are you saying then, if there was a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, you wouldn't give it a try? Oh no, we'd give it a try just out of curiosity, but to see if it could improve what is, you know, a painful film. It sounds like you think he was the probably the problem, Ben. So I can't <laughs> imagine he's, that's going to make any difference. I just, I just films is given too much creative control. I don't think they're that good. When when he's writing and directing stuff, I think he can direct a good script, or he can write a good script and have someone else direct it. But I think when he's, I think when he does both, I think that's where it starts. A bit like Zack Snyder, you know. Where <laughs> <laughs> Don't Here we go. Mention it. Previous yeah. recording, uh, uh, an old episode. Sorry, we, we, we touched a, on a, a Zack Snyder film. It's on Netflix at the minute. Probably guess what it is. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't see how they can fix some of the core things with that original Suicide Squad, like the villain. No. Don't you feel it'll be a bit like the Snyder Cut of Justice League? The I know it's a four-hour film, so naturally he's going to add loads of 
additional stuff, but it just even at that kind of runtime, which is ridiculous, but split into two halves, genuinely enjoyed it far more than the original. Yeah, but that's that's more because a different director came in and tried to add scenes that didn't match the original scenes. <laughs> but maybe because there was a statement, um, there was there was something on Twitter where David Ayer wrote like an open letter and he just says like, look, trust me, I've got something great. I had something great and they just didn't let me release it. It's like it's a whole, yeah, two-page thing um, where he just digs in and he's like... I've got a vision, you know, release, I'm going to release, or he's trying to release it, or something like that. It could be good. It'd have twice as many Latino gangsters in his original vision. <laughs> Shire will make an appearance. I'm trying to think of his, his previous film record, and I'm thinking, like, End of Watch, is that another one? End of Watch, I think, could be his best one. End of Watch is good, I enjoy End of Watch. Training Day he wrote, but he didn't direct. Ah, see, that's why I've got confused. I was like, but Training Day was great. Well, no, it has a Dr. Um, Dre cameo. He wrote, he wrote Fast and Furious. Oh, damn. What? The Fast and Furious, the, the original. First one. The original one. We're slagging off the man Shit. who birthed the greatest <laughs> film series of all time. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen to our previous episode. Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> The fast yeah. but, I mean, it's just it's just a point break remake, isn't it? The first one. Uh... Yeah, but it's still. I'm pretty sure he wrote uh, the SWAT film. Oh my! Like, well, which is like awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but again, he didn't direct any of those films, and I think I think that's like I say. I think I, I think he can write a good script, but I think someone else needs to direct it, or I think he can take a, a good James script Gunn. and direct it himself. We haven't reviewed enough films with LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, SWAT. SWAT. Next episode, SWAT. Just so we can talk about Hawkeye being in SWAT. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's jump back into it. Yeah. Let's, should, we, should we should we bring it to a conclusion and and hear everyone's Suicide Squad's scores? The Suicide Squad. Sorry. All right. I'll go first. I, I listed some pros and some cons, so I put. <laughs> three three pros, three cons, super tight. Um, all right, so pros, I put genuinely fun here, but we won't discuss it. And it's the scene where they try to free Rick Flag. I thought was amazing. Uh, crazy characters, so Weasel and King Shark. I don't know what drew me to Weasel, but like you said, it was that yeah. opening so cargo like shot. <laughs> but but there's just something about the fact that they featured him. He, he, I don't know what he was going to bring to it because apparently he'd only like previously killed children. Um, and then the <laughs> fact that he gets the, the little the little scene end credit scene it's just just baffles me like what I don't even I don't even get it um, but I feel it's a double edged sword but it's it's similar to what he'd done with the uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy um, making them like even though he didn't have much screen time and, and King Shark does so I'm kind of saying it on both of them but a worthwhile companion slash inclusion um, and then I just put the action so I think it's um relentless with some genuinely good action scenes. I like the kaiju breaking out at the end. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, it's bloody violent and it's, it is quite a lot of fun. Con wise, I, I've put, it's too similar to guardians at, at, to some degree. Um, just with more emphasis on gore and language. 
and I don't feel like the soundtrack's anywhere near the Guardians mixtape. I feel like they they tried. They did try for to... a bit of a mix. There's a lot of different stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a good effort, and you know, and and how it matches some of the music and stuff. And I'm thinking for some reason of the uh, the scene where Harley Quinn breaks out, and it's it's the illustrated flowers and birds and stuff, and the music, and that was all okay, but far better he fared far better with guardians the mixtape and i mean you know hooked on a feeling i mean there's just i can't think of any tune that fit quite as well in this film correct me if i'm wrong then i thought it was drab to look at so that that final third where the they go to blow up the building with the kaiju is just completely desaturated however when i was speaking to jack on the the walk walk back to the car he, he did say oh, it does kind of it highlights where there are colours, like in splashes of like really bright tones and stuff. So, for instance, the kaiju really stands out, um, and also Harley Quinn's change to the red dress. I don't know what significance it had, but it, it, it did stand out against everything else, just being quite bland. And then um, I'm just not particularly bothered about seeing any more. Like I thought it was good, and as we discussed right at the beginning, like as a standalone thing, I enjoyed it, but. I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Definitely wouldn't purchase it. If it comes on Netflix, it'd just be like, ah, oh, I saw that at the cinema. Meh. Skip. Unlike Guardians, which I think is great, and I could definitely watch volume one and two again. So what's your score? Score is a seven out of ten. All right. Who wants to go next? Oh, well, mainly because... I share most of uh, Fran's thoughts on it, really. Having not seen Suicide Squad or what's the other one? Birds of Prey. Is that the Harley Quinn? That's, that's the Harley Quinn one, yeah. But yeah, having not seen any of those, I sort of only went in with the loose knowledge of, of how they were received. But yeah, as a as a standalone, it is, it is good fun. Good performances, I think. Not really. Well, I don't think I've really seen Idris Elba in that sort of role before. Still, just think of him as from the wire, so it always seems a bit weird. But <laughs> so you're saying you've not seen Hobson Shaw? I've not seen Hobson Shaw. <laughs> oh yeah, no. yes, masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, and I'm gonna go. I'll go seven point five. Give it a bit more. All right. Do you want me to go, Ben, or you want to go? I don't mind. I don't mind. Oh, if you know, if you know what score you're going to give it, you can go if you want. <laughs> yeah, as per <laughs> usual, you don't. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go in a similar similar style to Fran. I'll go some. I'll go some pros and some cons. Uh, pros, funner. Um, generally, I think acting was good. Across the board, um, James Gunn's style really like. Let's go some cons. Runtime too long. <laughs> what was the? Uh, what did it come in at? Oh, I don't know. It was over two hours, wasn't it? So I can tell just because uh, I had to have a wee. I had to have a wee <laughs> midfilm. So minus three points for for runtime. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> runtime was difficult. <laughs> Let's have a think about um, you know, hit I hate the the fact that obviously, what could have been 
with the DCU, and this is just a reminder that you know you think the problem with Harley Quinn is that should mean that we've got a great Batman, and ever since we've lost Bale's Batman, we've not had a great Batman. Yeah, and we should have a great Batman, and you know having having a half decent Harley Quinn's no substitute for having the whole of the the Gotham world. So that's just a Completely bit of agree. a bit of nerd. We Heart might have egg. something great with our pats. Yeah, the trailer does look good. The, and, the trailer's know, incredible. Probably the best but, thing that DC ever done. But that's not been, part of the DC EU. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, which exactly. is annoying. Separate to this, but it does look great. So we look forward to, to reviewing that. Um, completely agree with that point, though. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And, yeah, I guess... I guess I'd, again, just just we talked about it, just but like yeah, like the shoehorning of Harley Quinn, and just I feel like this film didn't develop or expand a character any further from the original Suicide Squad, and then Birds of Prey. I felt like she was just a supporting role, and like no progression. Yeah, no progression, and you know, no real explanation from how you get from ends of Birds of Prey to this, and. Mm. You know, which is why you've got to treat this as a standalone film. So, but I think the scores are. I think you're right. I think it's seven out of ten. Seven out of ten for me. Yeah, well, I, I think you've touched upon everything. I think. I think the, the main thing, it is fun. I think that's the main, the main point. It's just fun. Escapement. Um, to quote, um, oh, sorry. you can quote another. Reviewer YouTuber, or whatever you've got. Oh, you'll love, you want. You'll love you this one, now. Ben. You'll, you'll love this one, Ben. To, to quote Tasha, <clears throat> it's great to see DC have the balls to do something like this and have fun with it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like, it's just letting, letting James Gunn do his thing. You know, just letting him be super violent, um, but funny and to take risks, all characters. Um, it's a very stylized film. Um, no, no. Most surprising, yeah, really good acting. <laughs> the most surprising, John Cena. Like, yes. I, I think that, I think that's after watching F Nine, where he was he was very bland and he didn't really have much to work with, did he? Yeah, it's a lot different in this. Um, but in this, I thought, I thought he was great. He kind he kind of he reminded me of um, kind of Dave Bautista's Drax, where. Yes. Alive by this character was being super serious, wasn't it? Like where, where he's taking notes in the boardroom on the mission, and he's like, "Starfish is like name for an, an asshole." Do you think that's any connection? <laughs> oh, it's a great bit, and the pants. Just yeah, and the, and the pants. And... The pants. Uh, yeah, so I think it, I think he's really well acted. I'm glad they, I'm glad they just let Idris Elba just be like British as well. Just like be able to just, <laughs> just be, just be like Luke. be as charismatic as he can be, <laughs> you know. Um, um, cons. I think I agree with most of your cons as well. But like you were saying, you were saying Sam Harley Quinn is very tacked on. Like he just appears at the start because just like oh, he's been arrested again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you one song that was in it, friend. No, I, I can tell you. I couldn't like name you one, one piece of music. Well, but the second I say hooked on a feeling. It's just Guardian. Hooked on the feeling, yeah, Cherry Bomb. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. Pina, Pina Colada song. Oh, God, yeah, Pina Colada. You can just take all the ones in uh, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy off, can't you? Um, 
And again, Sam was right, it's too long. Um, too too long for what it is, I think is the main thing. Mm. Which is uh, kind of like, Al stays its welcome a bit towards the end. Because I, I, was, I wasn't too bothered about the, the giant starfish fight at the end. But... but you would have been if they'd cut out the middle section where... If they'd cut out the whole Harley Quinn thing, where she kills the Presidente. Which another, another problem the, vil- the film had was the, the villain problem, where there wasn't really a villain. Or... Just building up the kaijin. Yeah, they, they could have had like a more effort into having like a kind of like a human villain, I suppose. Well, it was um, it was uh, is his name Christopher? Uh, no, what's his name from the thick of it? Oh, Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah. Peter, yeah, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, it, yeah. It, the problem, the problem is, is that he's almost built to be the villain on the trailer. But actually, his whole role was quite insignificant, yeah. and really, mm. he well, should the have. The fact we've not mentioned him. Yeah, quite <laughs> yeah. once, and you know, really, he should have been the villain. Yeah, yeah, even he could have been the villain. He could have been like, he could have made him more shady and more double crossing and more. Yeah, definitely. I don't even remember him. <laughs> what? He's, got all these, he's got all them light bulbs stuck in his head, and if for some reason we can oh. never explain or do anything with. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. I remember that guy. <laughs> Again, he, feel, he feels like another throwaway character. Like another... Yeah, he's in the comic, like, so let's let's put him on screen and then appease fans and then and then just kind of don't really know what to do with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, scoring, this is where it gets hard when scoring <laughs> stuff because we've not really done another... Because did you guys give Flat Widow 6... Um, yeah, this is I way better so. than Black Widow. This is way better. Yeah, but Ben, what you're forgetting is we're just recording a podcast for fun, yeah. man. We're not <laughs> holding you to ransom with these scores, you know. It's no right, one's, no one's, one's going to quote. I didn't give it a six. So. Oh, yeah, but, uh, look, no, yeah, but we could, right, go, we could think... go through your inconsistencies in scoring. I'll go back for every episode <laughs> and find out all your inconsistencies. So don't start throwing them in my face, man. It's just how you feel about the film you, in the moment. Yeah, you, don't have yeah. to worry about, <laughs> you don't have to worry about how you feel about Interstellar. Just, you know, just think about this film. Less right. two, I want to say two things. I want to say two things, Dan. Yeah, you, I'm, no, I want to say, say, say two things. The first one is for Dan and for Fran. Book Interstellar. <laughs> Deal with that. The second one's for you, you fence-sitting bastard, Ben. <laughs> Captain won't give an opinion. Just give it a score and let's get the fuck right, off no, here so I can I carry think... on with my evening. <laughs> I think you're right. I think, I think a 7 out of 10. Brad, I'll change mine to a 7 so you can have some easy artwork in. There you go. It's just a 7. It just rounds It rounds up. Yeah, we'll okay. 7 out of 10, Seven out of 10 again, feels right. I think, Fran, you, you, you're right saying it's not really one. I'm not sure I'd be bothered about watching it again. Yes, that's how I'm going to rate every film going forward. So when we watch Free Guy in, in a week or so, yeah. um, it'll be how rewatchable is it? That will summarise it. Like Black Widow, skip. F9. <laughs> F9, I'm not sure because Sam really loves it, so I feel like I could. No, 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 no. F9 is <laughs> not rewatchable. Hobbs and Shaw, though. <laughs> I've already All watched right. it twice, and I will go back for a third. Oh, shit, that <laughs> needs to be like a group viewing. Um, Hobbs and Shaw is amazing. Yeah, so I feel like yeah, that's that's that w- that would be my summary of a film. Yeah. And then and then the whole it? it being part of the DCU yeah is, is another problem because 
massive. It's how you're supposed to watch it because you kind of like watch these films like. Am I just taking into the standalone, or am I supposed to be watching it as part of a universe? I think what you said about Batman, Sam, and, uh, and then you, you touched on as well, Ben. You've got Harley Quinn, so Margot Robbie nails it, but you don't have a Batman, so there's no there's no continuity there whatsoever. She can step in and out of films, but then Batman were like, right, we had you know yeah. uh, Christian Bale, then we had Ben Affleck, great, he's, you know, he's the bulky. Batman. Now he's been, I don't know where he's going. And then we've got Robert Patterson that's coming in, but Matt Reeves has already confirmed that that is standalone. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. But then Just Ben Affleck's us... coming back for The Flash. <sighs> that's what I thought. Michael Keaton's also, also Michael in The Flash. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but then that's, that's obviously going to be some kind of like time jumping if it's the, the Flash Paradox storyline they're doing. Into the verse, but yeah, but yeah, Spider-Man some characters they're getting rid of, like they're thinking they're doing like recasting Superman as uh, somebody black now, aren't it's they? Henry so Cavill. that means Henry Cavill's gone, but then Henry Cavill's like super popular at the minute. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think that's what they're on about. There isn't the in in the DC comic books is like an Earth Two or something. I don't know because people who've read those comic books, if they listen to this, will be like, what are you on about? But I think there's like an Earth Two parallel world where. Superman is uh, black, and I think that isn't that why they're on about um, who played Killmonger. Terrible when names today. Ah, uh, yeah, Michael, but he's doing his own series. Isn't he? He's doing a separate yeah. series. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I read about so, him. Yeah. or whatever in that world. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, they're doing their own thing, aren't they? He's doing a series with HBO, and then this is the old point, isn't it? One, this is this is a problem with Warner Brothers. You don't know what. <laughs> yeah, calm down. You need to get older, take a deep breath, and say, "Look, yeah. we need to suck up and admit that Marvel are doing this better than us, and we need to restart and go again." Yeah. Then you got your Joker, just random film out there. Yes. As well. Yeah. I mean, they can just keep doing. I don't mind them keep doing like random because films aren't part of anything like yeah. Joker and Batman, but as long as they're good, just, just, just when they pretend that they're still a DCU. Oh, yeah. Just, just let it die. Oh, start again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, just be like, right, we're not going to copy Marvel. This is it. This is what you can get. Our fans, this is how we're doing it. We're just going to let directors do whatever they want with the material and the Do you know what it needs to be? Think back to when Netflix released Daredevil and Punisher mm. and Luke Cage and that. All right, I know people got mixed feelings about which ones are those good and which, Jessica Jones and that, but what they should do is that. Punisher. You should open, yeah, pun- yeah. Obviously, Punisher and Daredevil at top two, but you know, I enjoyed all of them. But all I'm saying is, they should do that. They should start off a series, some some like really gritty series, and reboot the characters that way. Was that what? Must Peacemaker going to be this? HBO yeah, series? but 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 he's part of this now. It's tainted as being part uh, of this. Uh, it needs to be a complete refresh, doesn't it? God damn it. <laughs> Well, do you know, do you know, just um, going off subject, but on DC TV series, um, Titans is not bad. I enjoyed the first season of Titans. I haven't watched any more after that, so I can't really comment. But I thought that was not bad because it's got quite a dark Robin in that. And yeah, I don't it was think okay. I've watched. It was. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. But in DC, that's especially that's after it. that. There was a trailer one that that was like awful. Yeah. 
released like a trailer for it, and the trailer was like terrible, but it was better than the trailer. Yeah. I complied. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doom, Doom Patrol, I think, was good. I've watched Doom Patrol, but, but yeah. No, I, I remember the characters were in Titans, weren't they? But I hadn't seen the spin off. See, now the problem with it as well, DC's not got like a dedicated hub like Disney Plus has. If only they could take our money as well. <laughs> they did set one up, though, didn't they? Uh, well, there was a... well, you have mentioned. I'm pretty Doom sure it Patrol. closed down after. Uh, but Doom Patrol wasn't. It's not like easily accessible, is it? No, no. You, you can't like just everyone that's got Netflix that you know we've watched the majority of our stuff or we've gone to Prime or Disney Plus. Don't you have to? I'm sure there's like some other subscriptions mm. in order to get access to some of these more niche shows. Titans and Netflix, though, isn't it? It was. Don't I don't know. know if it, I think it might yeah. be now. I think so, the first season might be done. I see. Yeah. I mean, another problem. Whereas wow. Marvel now, everything that's been released, is, and and you know, and consequently, everything else that's coming, just it's all there, like in one place. Yeah. Even the biggest the problem DC like has as well. Is, yeah, I think the biggest problem DC has is that they need they need Batman as a center character because. One, I think he's the best DC character, but too mm. too many characters uh, kind of related to him are his villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Harley Quinn. I'm pretty sure Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher. Like they're in his world. They're, they're, they're all they're all Batman villains. They're all yeah. Too much. I think too much of their stuff is connected to to Batman and Gotham and these made up worlds that they don't establish. So mm. it's. And we haven't got a Batman now because yeah, Ben Affleck was that, but then he was only featured in Batman versus Superman. It wasn't a full Batman film because that was Christian Bale with Christopher Nolan. So it just, it feels piecemeal. Yeah. But all this talk of Kaiju means we should review another incredible film, um, Pacific Rim. Episode uh, 47, what? Right? I really like Pacific Rim, so... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys didn't didn't like it as much as... Loved it. I, I, I don't bought it. it. I, don't, I don't rate it. I love it. Yeah, I don't rate it. Perfect film to do. We're cancelling the apocalypse. That's got that's got Idris Elba in, isn't it? Yes. yes. And Kaiju. <laughs> And starfishes and stuff. It's got all sorts. Yeah, it's got but, everything. If, but, it, but if we're if we're reviewing a film with Idris Elba, it's only ever going to be <laughs> Hobson Shaw. Hobson Shaw. That's right. For the Brixton, win. baby. <laughs> S. Hobson Shaw set in the Fast and Furious my universe. Yeah, but also as a guy. Yeah, like an android, an android human being for no reason, with no explanation. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe they even went down that route we're having that lining film. Amazing. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there, guys. That's a goodbye from me. See you next time. Tara. Nom nom. <laughs> <laughs>